0: Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. And I am so happy you're here. I'm ready to dive into part three of my goal setting series. If this is the first time you're tuning in, I've been talking about goal setting all month. So you might want to back up a few episodes and start with part one of this goal setting series. But if you're a loyal listener, then you already know why competition goals could hurt a dancer's motivation and why it's important to set process and performance goals instead. So today, we're going to talk about why people fail at their goals. There are a lot of common problems that come up for dancers, and they derail you from reaching your full potential and climbing your personal mountain. But if you know what could get in the way, and you plan for it, you are much closer to realizing your dreams. Here's what could get in the way of your goals. When I work with dancers and coaches on their goals, there are eight common problems that I see. And by sharing these with you today, I hope you'll be able to recognize what is most likely to be your own roadblock so you can plan for it ahead of time. Number one is setting too many goals too soon. When I set goals for the quarter, like say September to November, that's usually a more preparation part of our season. So we usually work on things like stamina or flexibility, skills, strength and conditioning. The problem is when you meet at the beginning of a season, a lot of dancers try to set, you know, five goals that cover the whole season. And the truth is, if goals are set well with all the pieces that go into it, you have a clear plan of action and a tracking system, then five goals is way too many. I encourage teams to set maybe two per quarter. If you set too many too soon, you won't make as much progress as you would if you focus it down a little. Then come next quarter, when you've seen the growth and the progress, you can set two more. So don't set too many too soon. Number two is failing to recognize individual differences. Not everyone on a team is starting a goal in the same place, and there are some goals where we need to consider that. For example, when setting a strength goal or a cardio goal, it's more effective for everyone to have a baseline and a goal to get maybe 10% better, 20% better than it is for everyone to have the same goal, the same goal of what to lift or how many reps or how fast to go. This helps reduce comparison on the team, and it's a better performance goal which as a reminder are those goals where you are compared to yourself. You see your own progress, then everyone can celebrate each other's growth without comparing to each other about who is doing more in the weight room or who's running faster. Recognize individual differences when you set performance goals. Problem number three is setting goals that are too general. This is the biggest issue I see, setting goals like improved stamina or better facials and performance quality. Okay, that's a good place to start, but you are set up for failure. Your goal has to include how for it to work. Broad goals like give 100% effort are too general and you'll never know if you made it. And worse, if you're falling short, there's no easy way to fix it and you probably won't know until it's too late. So don't set goals that are too broad. Number four is failing to modify if you have unrealistic goals. Sometimes we set goals that are a little too ambitious. Sometimes I have to encourage dancers to push themselves a little more, but often I have to ask them to rein it in and be a little more realistic. If you set a goal that turns out to be too ambitious, that's not an automatic failure. I think that's what people are worried about. If you're tracking your progress properly and you realize you aren't progressing at the pace you want or the pace you thought you would, then you simply recalibrate. You make an adjustment overly ambitious goals are only a problem if you're not tracking progress so you don't know it's unachievable and then you're disappointed when you don't reach the goal that was never realistic to begin with it's okay and even good practice to modify those overly ambitious goals good goal setting allows for that flexibility problem number five is failing to set process and performance goals Okay, this was a big topic of the last two episodes, so I won't belabor it here, but a common problem is when dancers only set competition goals. You want to set performance goals that are based on your own improvement compared to you and process goals that outline how you are going to do it. Don't get too caught up in those outcome competition goals. Number six is failing to understand the time commitment required in goal setting. This process takes time, and not everyone is willing to give up practice time or class time to do it. I would say if you already have clear values and are just setting goals, it takes at least an hour to set two clearly identified goals with plans of execution. A lot of people talk about it for a few minutes at the beginning of one practice and move on, but it takes more than that. And where a lot of dancers fall short is not allowing for the time to check in on the goals later so that you can adjust and then set new goals. Remember problem what number one about setting too many too soon? Well, if you do it right and you only set a few early on, you have to put more time into it later to see how far you got, make those adjustments and set new goals. A lot of dancers set clear goals in the summer, but then they don't honor the time commitment it takes to achieve those goals through tracking and future meetings. It takes time. You're going to have to stop dancing for a little bit and really talk about this, but then the time you are actually in class or in practice is more focused. So you actually make more progress in the long run than you would without taking the time to do this. Problem number seven is setting only technique related goals. When I talk about process and performance goals with dancers, many of them go straight to goals that are all based on technique and achieving a new skill for their solo or a team turn section or a hip hop trick. And those can be helpful. They're good, but it's not the whole picture. So don't forget about goals that measure your progress in other areas like strength and conditioning or goals about team connection and bonding or mental skills, goals like reflection and increased concentration and focus balancing the types of goals helps you become a more well-rounded dancer mentally and physically. And you'll see progress with different types of goals at different rates, which improves motivation and helps you stay on track, reducing burnout and all the other good things that come with good goal setting. And finally, the common problem number eight is failing to create a supportive atmosphere. If you spend the time to set clear goals, but then you don't have an encouraging and positive environment, you won't see the growth. You can't have a studio that sets clear goals, but then focuses on punishment for not achieving them or ranks dancers against each other. Use the positive coaching tools in your toolbox and remind dancers to encourage each other's growth, support each other on the hard days and focus on progress over perfection. Okay. So those are the big challenges I see for most dancers Take a second to pause, reflect, notice what might be getting in your way or what has held you back in the past. Do you usually set too many goals? Do you forget to check in on them? Or do you only set competition goals? Pick one thing to focus on and make that change in your goals right away. So before I leave, I want to summarize all of this in the positive phrasing, right? So think about these are the eight things that you should do to improve your goal setting. Set two goals at a time over shorter periods of time. Achieve those, then set more. Number two, recognize individual differences. Number three, set specific goals. Four, modify the goals as you go. Five, set process and performance goals. Six, make time for progress checks and goal evaluations throughout the year. Seven, set goals about different aspects of dance, including technique, social connection, and mental skills. And eight, ensure you have a positive and encouraging environment in pursuit of your goals. I hope understanding more about what could get in the way is valuable, and I hope it inspires you to try and set some clear goals for you and your dancers. Take all three of these episodes together and really jump into this with your dancers. I promise it'll make a difference. And of course, if you'd like help, I love working with school teams in studios to help them with this goal setting process. So if you'd like more information about a virtual goal setting workshop, you can go to chelseaparate.com workshop. I'd love to work with you and customize this for your dancers. If you have any questions about goals or maybe your team set some goals and you're not sure if they're the right kind, leave me a message. I will do my best to help. You can leave a voice note for the show anytime at chelseapirati.com message. You can scroll down, and see that in the show notes, wherever you're listening right now. Okay, that's it for today. Before I go, one last thing. I truly want to thank you for being here and listening and supporting the show. It means a lot to me, and I hope you keep sharing your passion for dance with the world. Hey coaches and teachers, if you are new to the show, it might be a little overwhelming to know which episodes to listen to. You can always go back to the beginning and binge listen, of course, but I also know we don't have a single spare minute in our days, so to help you decide where to start, I have a short five question quiz that will tell you which episodes will help you with whatever is going on right now. It's kind of like a personality quiz, and after a few quick questions, you get a curated podcast list of the top five episodes that will help you most where you're at right now. Maybe you need some motivation or inspiration, maybe your dancers need something to listen to for help, or maybe you're looking for a little boost of confidence. Whatever support you need, take the short quiz and find out. Go to chelseapirati.com podcastquiz podcast quiz, all one word, to get started. That's chelseaparati.com slash podcast quiz. Click the link in the episode's show notes if that's helpful. And thank you for being here. I'm so happy to have you as a part of this community.